Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical LibroCubicalist. Today, my friends, is a day in which a podcast is being recorded and I'm going to put it out in about a week from now. Something I should say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. I should say that because there most likely will be spoilers and this warns of them. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. (laughs) No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend, perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes as those are things that help a podcast, and this is a podcast, so help. Please. Okay, I'm going to push a button, and that will start us off thusly. Today's movie monologue sponsor is McConaughey's Fifth Dimensional Bookshop. Thank you for that sponsorship. You're the best. Uh, Okay, so I've got one, two, three, four-ish movies today. Let's start with number one in both terms of the one I'm going to talk about first. And I think, yeah, the best one out of the three. Hey, how about that? It's a little film, or rather, actually, a very large film called *Interstellar*. Hmm. You may have heard of this. It exploded onto the scene back in 2014, and that rhymes. And you know it rhymes. What is this movie about? Is a difficult question to answer. So I'm going to skip that and move right on to the rating. Uh, I'd go 5 out of 5. I very much did enjoy it. It's definitely got some of the brain-bendiness of time travel. Uh, This is where the sort of spoilers will come in. Uh, Matthew McConaughey plays a dude who lives in the, what we presume is the not-too-too-distant future, where things have gone pretty shitty for the human race. And uh, basically the Earth is telling us that it ain't gonna take no shit no more, and uh, we're gonna be wiped off its face. So, uh, something that the human race has done is sent people out through a wormhole. Uh, If you are unfamiliar with a wormhole, you have not watched science fiction, I presume. And you're a weirdo. Weirdo! Uh, One of the places that um, 
this wormhole leads to has a, a bunch of planets in a solar system that potentially have life. So uh, Matthew McConaughey is going to head through this wormhole and try to find out if they that is the case, is the truth. The truth is out there. Um, where the sort of crazy twistiness comes uh, is in the form of time travel and multiple strange dimensional jumps. Um, he, we don't know at the beginning, although I guess there's kind of hints at it, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, and if you watch enough sci-fi, I don't want to say it was obvious where it was going, um, but you can pick up things that are like, oh, okay, I see what's happening, uh, and, and that happening is that, uh, he's affecting his past, so when he gets to sort of, let's say, the end of this movie, he is actually witnessing himself or more accurately, his daughter at the beginning of the movie, and in sort of subtle ways is able to manipulate the past from the future to try to change events. Although he never really does. Does he really change events? No, he doesn't really change events per se. Uh, which kind of has that feel that I don't like in time travel things that whatever happens is going to happen is set in stone. I, I never really like that. It feels like a bit of a cop-out. I feel like if I went back and killed um, myself... No, wait. Yeah, if I went back and killed somebody, my grandfather, let's say, then... Okay, well, we're talking paradox there, so maybe we should skip on because I don't have a lot of time and I can't afford to go back into the past and talk through my bookshelves. Huh? Uh, let's move on to a movie the second called Life Itself. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Which uh, this movie was. Huh, there you go. Uh, this is about uh, Roger Ebert, the uh, famed movie critiquer, 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 movie critic, let's just say, uh, and about his sort of life and his trials and tribulations, which have been pretty trialy and tribulatory may not be a word, but it sounded good. Uh, he had, uh, I guess if you just want to boil it down, which I'm going to have to because I don't know the exact technical stuff of it, uh, he had uh, mouth cancer, which left him fairly uh, disfigured, uh, unable to talk, um, and for someone who talked for a living, this was pretty devastating. He still did write for a time, uh, has since passed away. Very, very interesting. Uh, Rating-wise... Well, why don't I just do something I have actually never done on this podcast before for a rating, uh, because it doesn't fit within my uh, five-star rating reviews, but I'm going to give this two thumbs up in uh, sort of memory of uh, Mr. Ebert there. Hey, why not? I can do what I want to do. I, I highly recommend this movie. Very good. Okay, moving on to uh, movie third, Russell Brand, colon... You just leave the title at that. Um, oh. We're out of time, as you have heard. Time manipulation begins with me pausing and continuing to talk. Okay. Uh, Russell Brand colon Messiah Complex. Uh, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. I guess how you would describe this is Russell Brand stand-up comedy. But that's either saying too much or too little for what it actually was. Uh, too much for the reason that it's not exactly 100% laughs 100% of the time. 
um, that you may expect from a stand-up comedy special. Uh, and too little because he does delve into some interesting issues. He's just a, a character. I think this guy—that's the the perfect description of Russell Brand. He's a char- He's a character. And uh, regardless of if you like some of the things he says or does, uh, he is interesting. I think from from just about any standpoint. Do you need to watch this? Does this deserve uh, a good rating? I think I'd go three. Yeah, I'd give it a three, which, as you know, is for enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Yeah, I don't really have any desire within me to watch this again. So, there you go. Uh, just Since I'm out of time, I'll just say the last movie. It's called Atari, colon, Game Over. Oh, and a colon again in there. Uh, it's about... This is a, just a sh- kind of a short one-hour-ish documentary on Netflix. It's about how there's that sort of fable of Atari... Uh, specifically E.T. video game cartridges buried somewhere in a dump. And uh, it turns out it's true, question mark? The the fable goes that there's like a shit ton of them, like a whole dump full of them, and while they did find evidence of them, I I don't know if the numbers are are sort of there. Uh, Interesting little documentary, especially if you're interested in that uh, sort of video game uh, Atari what have you, E.T., worst video game ever made, allegedly stuffs. Alright. Television talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is the Amazon Eve and Ma Petite Fully Adjustable Personal Massager. Thank you, you crazy, crazy sponsors. I love you. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about uh, American Horror Story colon. Getting a lot of colons. This could be called the colon episode. And folks, I think what has happened, which is very, very infrequent, is I may call this the colon episode. The infrequency I'm speaking of is the fact that I don't often come up with the title while recording. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, because I did have another idea for the title, so we will see. Uh, American Horror Story. This is number four or five in the series? Question mark? Yeah, I guess you'd call it a series. Uh, It takes place in a freak show, as the title specifies. Has a lot of the old gang from previous American Horror Stories, as this series is well known for at this point and uh this one was very very good why don't i get my writing out of the way i think i'd go four out of five potentially some five out of five moments uh on the rating of these as a whole uh i think still the first one is my favorite but i think this has moved into number two and to my second second favorite one uh, we're probably going to have a brief little snippet from the misses uh, following my words, just so I tease that a little bit. Although to tease something that, from your perspective, is going to happen in seconds, if not minutes. Wait, reverse what I just said. Minutes, if not seconds. Doesn't make any sense, but I do it nonetheless. Nonetheless. Uh... <sighs> Yeah, so the story behind this one 
is that uh, we're sort of witnessing the decline of the freak show in America. This is sort of the last vestige of that thing, which uh, before my time, obviously, probably before anyone listening to this's time, I would imagine, uh, and they don't really exist anymore, which I could see good and bad on both. Like, if you are someone who is, as they would term in this, quote-unquote, a freak, and are unable to make a living in your average everyday job, and this provided you with not only a job, but seemingly, and this is probably glamorified to some degree, seemingly with a sense of being, a sense of family, uh, that's sort of a big theme throughout, that they're all uh, stuck in this life together, such as it is. Uh, They have each other, and that makes it pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good, as Larry David might say. So... Uh, I I did like that. Um, (laughs) One thing, and this is kind of speaking of talking of future and past, why don't I throw a little prediction of what the missus is going to say. And I want to stress here very, very much that uh, I have no idea what she's going to say. I said, when you come in, uh, when you get home tonight, because I'm home before her, ha ha ha, uh, give me, you know, 60 seconds of what you thought of American Horror Story Freaks, because I know she does She does really like these. Uh, I can guarantee you she's going to talk about uh, Ma Petite, who is the world's shortest lady, if I do recall, pretty sure, fairly certain. Uh, <laughs> and I think sort of the main takeaway uh, that I have with regards to Ma Petite and the missus is that... Um, if the missus ever saw sort of Ma Petite walking around the streets, she would kidnap her and bring her home and never let her leave. That, that is sort of the takeaway. Which, on, on a certain level, I can't blame her, because she's friggin' the most goddamn adorable thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Editing. Okay, so, as promised, we're here with Emily, and she's going to tell us what she thinks of American Horror Story Freaks while she opens her mail pretty good on a scale of one to five you give it a six. Oh, okay is this out of oh one to five sorry 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 one to five um <laughs> i don't think you liked it that much three and a half three and a half three and a half okay and where would you sort of rate it as far as the other ones like your favorite your second favorite um i say it's probably Sorry, long day. I think it's probably like the lowest one on my list, like my least favorite. Oh my god. But I still really like it. I put it it at my second favorite. Really? The the first one's still my favorite. Okay, and then last but not least, if there's one thing you could sort of take away from the show, what would you take away from the show? Ma Petite. The end. Editing. Editing. Uh, some of the other freaks include uh, the Lobster Boy, who uh, is, of course, not an actual Lobster Boy. He uh, is an actor who, uh, what you call it, was in some previous previous uh, American Horror Stories. Also have Two-Headed Lady, um, Bearded Lady, Strong Man, although I never really understood that one. Uh, Fat Lady, mm-hmm. <laughs> That one's kind of interesting, just for the reason that would a fat lady in any capacity as entertainment play nowadays? Hmm? A social comedy there for you? Commentary? Conan the Librarian. Don't 
today's book banter sponsor is the John Galt Financial Planning and Analysis Incorporated place. Okay, uh, finally have a book. <laughs> I feel like, uh, and uh, I've corrected this a little bit recently, uh, I feel like I keep reading like friggin' thousand plus page books, so my output on book banters has been few and far between. Uh, case in point, I have read Atlas Shrugged, which is very, very long. Uh, I will admit that there were points, especially at the beginning, first quarter-ish of this book, where I did consider giving up. Uh, I'm glad I didn't. So, that can be construed as a rating. Hmm. Uh, it is not, though. I will give you one right now. I'd probably go... Oh, this is kind of tough. I think I'd go three, but maybe four. Hmm. Three, enjoyed while reading, probably wouldn't read again. But I can see there might be situations in the future where I look back on this and think, yeah, you know what, that was good and interesting, and I, I want to sort of understand it a little bit more. Maybe I'd read it again. Yeah, so three or four, depending on where you are in time. Uh, speaking of time, nice segue, uh, this one takes place in a alternate past, I guess. Uh, it was written in 1957. So I guess we're to assume that it was written in 1957 or shortly thereafter in an alternate history, which I enjoy alternate history books because it makes you think that these sort of subtle changes could change the, the face of the earth so uh, so rapidly. Uh, I guess Anne Rand, who is the author, thought she saw... Uh, the human species heading down a road where uh, where the gifts of the brain were not thought of and rather uh, people were looked upon as being just needy um, beggars uh, looters the, the looters are quite often uh, referred to in this book people not praised for uh, what they did, but rather praised for uh, how they were able to get money out of people. Uh, people are lazy, um, output as a society is down, and people who are sort of in charge of the output of machinery and food and are, are almost looked at or looked down upon for their, their ability to do so. Ability in human beings as general in general, is is sort of frowned upon. Which, uh, I didn't live in these times, obviously, but was that a thing? Did, did people worry that this was happening? Uh, has it happened? Uh, I really don't get... That was probably part of my problem with this book, is not really understanding where she was coming from or what she was thinking putting this out as far as sort of social commentary. I, I don't really get it, per se. That being said... Uh, it's very interesting to see how, if a, if a society developed in this manner, it would head down a road where things started f sort of failing and falling and failing and falling and uh, continually getting worse and worse. Uh, the, the main character of this book... Oh, what the hell was her name? I don't remember. It's not important. Names. Names. She... She uh, was in charge of a railroad, I guess you would say, that was combining 
uh, combining was uh, was attaching the east and western U.S. and sort of without its lifeblood, uh, that would be the sort of final straw that would send humanity down the tubes. Uh, and then there's sort of two factions. There's those who have, in essence, destroyed the world, and then uh, there's those who are trying to keep uh, a last vestige of the old ways of... Uh, having pride in your work, pride in how you've done what you've accomplished. Uh, they're sort of holding back until the world is basically destroyed and then they're presumably going to sweep in and save the day. Uh, I think it deserves a read just for sort of an interesting viewpoint on what could have happened, although I don't think it could. Today's Game Gavin sponsor is the Ethan Carter Ghost Fart Detector. Fart Detector. <laughs> okay, I uh, got kind of a cerebral sort of theme going on here, which I did not plan, but seems to have happened. Uh, the game that I'm going to gab about, hence the Game Gavin title, uh, is called The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Uh, I'd heard about this on and off for, for quite a while now. Actually, when did it come out? You know what I should say on that note of when did it come out, uh, something I'm able to do now that I'm not driving while recording a podcast is to have the Wikipedia page of what I'm talking about open in front of me. So I'm able to see that this came out in September 26, 2014. So about a year ago. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, Sort of the main thing I heard in my hearings of this game is that it's beautiful. And I will definitely say uh, I, I got this... Uh, on my PC, hooked up to a big screen TV, and it was quite breathtaking. And this is even a year ago, so I'm kind of excited to try newer and newer and even more beautifuler games. Anyways, uh, in terms of beauty, definitely give it high marks. And in terms of marks, what will I give it? Because if I don't give my rating when I remember to, sometimes I forget. So, gonna give it uh, four. Yeah, solid four. I think the only thing I would take out, uh, take a mark off for, is that uh, the gameplay of this is, it's not point-and-click adventure, I I don't want to say that, but it does suffer from some of the things that are associated with point-and-click adventure, which is, uh, you don't always know what to do, (laughs) and a couple of times... I will admit, and I don't like to admit, but I will admit, because I'm I'm comfortable enough in my masculinity to admit that sometimes I had to go online to uh, see what my next step should be in order to progress the story in this game, because I just, I had no idea what to do. Uh, on that note, this game does not pussyfoot around and does not sort of hold your hand. Uh, I could go either way with liking or disliking that idea. Uh, I think it's a good idea in terms of it doesn't happen very often nowadays, so it's nice to experience what I think you could almost talk about as like an old school video game where they would give it to you and say, go play, and you'd have no idea what to do next. It, it does kind of have that feel to it. Uh, the sort of uh, story, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, is interesting. Again, sort of cerebral, not and rand cerebral, 
but uh, for a video game, and it's kind of not nice to to clarify it that way, to say, for a video game, it's got a very smart story. No, you know what, for a piece of media, uh, no, <laughs> I can't say that. I, I think I do have to sort of clarify it by saying, for a video game, it has a very cerebral, smart story. Not necessarily for a, uh, a movie or a TV, and definitely not for a book. I, I did kind of see where it was going. And uh, they mean for you to be surprised at the ending. Uh, and I think maybe there's even potential for that to happen. And maybe I will give it away right here, just on the off chance that you're not going to play it. But the whole thing is sort of built up uh, with the fact that you're Ethan Carter, who turns out to be, and this is a very big spoiler, in fact, it's the ending of the game, so please take heed. Take heed. I'm giving plenty of time for heed giving. Uh, you are sort of the manifestation of a child's uh, suffocating, dying in a fire dreams. Huh? What does that even mean? So there's this kid who's uh, dying in a fire, or I guess maybe more accurately, is inhaling like fumes from a fire and is slowly passing out. And, uh, and presumably dying. And as this is happening, uh, he has such a sort of strong sense of uh, story, strong sense of uh, imagination that he creates you. And then you sort of you sort of go and do all these little quests and all these things from stories he's written over the years. And that's kind of what this story is. So see, kind of a very very interesting. Something you don't really see in a video game idea, and for that reason, four out of five. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Play-Doh Brand Wooden Butthole Shape Adapter. What the fuck? Okay, so a very, very interesting treat for you today. Well, potentially for you, definitely for me. Uh, let me just give you a little backstory on this. Very, very cool series of events. Uh, you have heard me talk innumerable times, I think potentially even on the last episode, of the podcast Comedy Bang Bang, which is for my bang for my buck. And I should perhaps mention that all podcasts I listen to are free. So still, yeah, but still, uh, for my bang for my buck, the funniest podcast that is in existence. And for that reason, probably easily for me to say my favorite. Makes me last. Last? Makes me last. <clears throat> Makes me laugh uh, the hardest, the most often. Uh, and that is kind of what I'm looking for in life, just in general. Looking for laughs, a search for laughs, the internal struggle for shits and or giggles, as I like to describe it. So, uh, they play a game on that show called Would You Rather, which is just what it sounds. Would you rather this, or would you rather that? The host will read two scenarios, and then the guests will ask questions about the scenarios that are given. Uh, the whole idea is not to answer right away. It's actually, uh, in this case, uh, you, you could play Would You Rather where you just ask the question, would you rather be president or uh, would you rather eat a diaper? That's dumb because you'd say, well, I'd rather be the president. 
Or you could turn it into, as he has done, well, I don't know if he came up with it, I should say. Anyways, he has done uh, and turned it into an improv game where the contestants have to ask questions about each of the scenarios in order to, as he say, narrow it down to decide which one you're going to choose. So, uh, why am I excited about this? Other than the fact that uh, over time I have listened to these and been uh, greatly entertained by them? Well, they are submitted by... The listening audience via Twitter. Do you see where I'm going with this? Uh, the other day, lying in bed, uh, the missus was there, and she was like just about uh, to go downstairs to get a drink or something. I don't remember. Not important. And uh, she sees my sort of uh, face light up, and uh, basically, although not literally, jumping up and down for joy. Uh, shocked with the realization that my Would You Rather scenario was read on the podcast. That blew my mind right away. Further sort of cherry on top is that uh, it was read during a live episode at South by Southwest, which was which was pretty cool as well. So uh, my name mentioned, my scenario read, and uh, the contestants on stage uh, asking questions about something I came up with. So really incredible. Uh, where all of that is taking us right now is the fact that I just freaking cut it from that podcast episode and I'm going to paste it right here for you to listen to because I'm so excited to do that for, for me to share this with everyone and anyone who will listen. So what you should do is listen. Uh, you know what? Where should I put it? It's nice to be nice to the nice. Okay, I'll put it after this. It'll take a little more work, but you're worth it, baby. You're worth it. Pressing play, or rather inserting the audio now. It's a little something yeah. we like to call Would You Rather. Twister. Oh. Ooh, love game. How about... How about Would You Rather Move On From This or Not? Okay, Would You Rather Move On From This or Not? Yes. Okay, good. Here we go. All right, it's time to play Would You Rather. We all know how this is played. People send me Would You Rather scenarios to our Twitter, which is at CBBWYR, Comedy Bing Bong, Would You Rather. Uh, I'll read the question aloud. I will open up the floor for questions, and then you are free to ask me any question you like about either scenario in order to help narrow down your choice. Please don't vote early. Uh, as that ends the game. Um, and uh, at a certain point, I will close the floor for questions. There will be no warning. And we'll Do vote. I have to register to vote? In what way would you register to vote? Well, I would find an attractive woman. Then I would, I would make her move to file some paperwork. The payoff to that was not <laughs> quite what I had... I don't care, because someone in the audience saw that and said, I, I get it. <laughs> they saw that moment of me, and they heard, they heard bumblebees in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll be buzz, part buzz of the bait. highlight reel, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. All right. This question comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Jordan asks, would you rather your tears are koosh balls and you have a wooden butt? Mm. Or... You sneeze bullets and cause those you touch to fear balloons, but not on Sundays. Um, First of all, I've got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Worth it. All right. 
Let me repeat. Let me repeat. Would you rather your tears are koosh balls and you have a wooden butt? That's one scenario. The other is that you sneeze bullets, and those you touch, uh, you cause them to fear balloons, but not on Sundays. All right, I'm opening the floor for questions. I have a question. Yes, Helen. Yes, very good. Um, now, if when I'm sneezing bullets, are they are they just falling out, or are they coming out at the speed of a bullet, like from a gun? So like, you, is it? You is think it, they may just fall out? <laughs> At roughly what, a fraction of a mile of an hour? Just well, fall yes, to the ground? Just, I mean, yeah, I suppose that's a dumb question. <laughs> no. no. These, these bullets are being fired at bullet speed, yes. Oh, they are, okay. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise there'd be really no point, right? And they're coming out of your mouth as, uh, as well. You were uh, miming your nose. I think they're, yes. com- they're coming out of your, your mouth. Oh, they're coming so they're out pro- of your mouth. So they're projecting. Tiny much. little well, mouth. Now, is a koosh ball coming out of my eye just dropping out or coming out like a koosh gun? <laughs> they're, they're being fired out at bullet speed as well. Oh. Okay. Now, is my wooden butt the same size it is now, or can I opt for a larger or smaller butt? And why would you want a larger or smaller wooden butt? I'm just curious about... Like, I just think it might be nice to have a bigger butt, and then I also think it might be nice to have a smaller butt. <laughs> Like, I kind of think, when I think wooden butt, I picture a nutcracker, which almost has no butt. Um, and so true. I'm wondering, will it be true to size? Will it be round? Will it be square? Can I carve it to look cute? Or will it have a hole? Will it have a hole for me to shit out of? <laughs> you are allowed, you are allowed basically a cube. A cube wooden mm. butt with your body attached to one end of the cube. You are able to fashion it in any manner you so like. So we can saw, saw it down. We got to learn how to whittle. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot grow it out once you have okay. sawn away at it. Mm-hmm. And so you can change the size as many times as you want, but you cannot get bigger. You can only go smaller. And you have to make your own hole. Oh, it can make it any shape I want? You can make. <laughs> what shape are you interested in? Star! Cookie cutter poop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Play Doh. Every time you bend over like a nutcracker, you'll have little fun shapes coming out. That's fun. That's great. Can you open your own store, make your own hole? (laughs) As a matter of fact, you are legally allowed to do that. Okay. All right. Yeah. But you have to make that hole within eight hours of being born. Oh, but what if you can't do that? That's obvious. You don't know how. Are you allowed to get someone to help you make your your asshole? (laughs) I'm available, baby. <laughs> Never mind. I've destroyed enough I can learn how to make them. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. <laughs> like you are a legs. gross person. Now, if nobody makes your hole for you, will you just fill up and die? Yeah, yeah. basically you'll get sick because all of the... <laughs> The uh, feces that is okay. collecting in your rear so ends. It's, You'll it's get an infection. Yeah. That's okay. what happened to me, and I'm fine. <laughs> but you're yeah, also... Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, you are fine. You're also able to have as many holes as you want, as well. Oh. So, oh. If you want to go three-pronged, you Like a light can. bright. Yep. <laughs> and is there a reason why people are you. scared of balloons? There is no reason. You, there's just an inordinate fear that you instill in them anytime you touch them. Mm. So you're asking, are you implanting false memories within their heads? I guess I don't know. I don't understand this game. <laughs> okay, let me. Explain. So it's a fear of balloons. 
Yes, the, the people you touch get a fear of balloons. They can't exactly explain why. I have a very important question. Okay. Are they afraid of condoms? <laughs> yes, they are. Good. <laughs> that turned out exactly how I thought it was going to. But you can't have sex with them on the Lord's Day. Because they're not scared of them on Sundays. Yeah, they're not scared on Sundays. On Sundays, they are no longer afraid of balloons. No you fucking know, on Sundays. Balloons are just, they're just litter that ends that, up one town over. Yeah. <laughs> you throw it away into the sky, you know yeah. that? It's like air litter for yeah. a while. Balloons, if you open a bag of balloons before they're And I inflated, hope you do. And you will. And you just pour them on the sidewalk, people will call you a litter bug. Mm -hmm. But if you let one go into the air, you're adorable. It would be interesting to... Thank you. Please be seated. Please be seated. Thank you. It would be interesting to attach balloons to all refuse and litter and then just see it float away like, you know, empty Doritos bags. Especially if you hand it to a child and they're holding litter balloons mm -hmm. and let it go. Mm -hmm. it, it'd be confusing because <laughs> yeah. you... It, hey, you shouldn't hey, be... Yeah, yeah you that's, don't litter into... And it that's is like an one... empty Subway wrapper. What do you... Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. I have another question. When I'm sneezing bullets now and there's somebody near me, am I going to kill them? Well, it depends upon the trajectory of the bullet and where it enters, and, and certainly uh, a headshot would be... Uh, uh, fatal. Fatal, possibly, unless the bullet gets lodged into a cheek or something. If but, I uh, sneeze down at the ground, will the bullet ricochet up at me? There certainly is a fear of that, yes, and you don't want to cover your mouth with your hand. Either. Let me tell you something, dear. Anything can ricochet, <laughs> especially something at high, coming at your face at high speed. You know what I'm talking about? No. You don't know what, you don't know what, what I'm talking like, about? No, like what? You don't know what I'm talking about. Hmm? No, like what? I'm talking about the apple. An apple? I'm talking about beer-battered babies. Oh. oh. All right, all right. Oh, that is disgusting. Yeah, he's, mm -hmm. a, he's a gross person. Yeah. So I, I would imagine that, that in you, the sneezing scenario, you would uh, uh, try to kind of aim for... You know, almost like you're shooting at the feet of someone in the Old West or something. You're, you're trying to aim for the ground, but away from you in case there's some sort of ricochet. Or action. you could go hunting. Now, oh. if you hold a sneeze, do you commit suicide? <laughs> Shoot yourself in the head? That is the only way you can commit suicide. That's the only way that works in this scenario. Now, neither of those That's would you rather have anything positive about them. <laughs> That's how we play the game. I, no, oh. no, we like the idea of, of shaping our buttholes. Oh, we did we like want. that. We did like that. Okay. Oh, Scott, you should say, um, that's how we roll. Okay. Instead of that's how we play the game. You should we'll be do. like, that's All right, how so we, we roll. Take it again. Yeah. That's how we roll. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tig, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. That did not go well. <laughs> the, I'm going to stop taking your advice, if you don't mind. All right. Say, try that's how we roll this. No, again. I will not. Never again. Just try it. It's a, a phrase that's popular. Stop sitting in your own tub, yellow. <laughs> I'm not on with Tom right now. You're on with oh, me. Oh, you are on with Tom. And by the way, I've closed the floor for questions. Oh, no! 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 Oh
So sorry, Helen. Hold on a second. Oh, no, she's getting married. Stop. No, Helen, please. Hey, why don't we call her Mount St. Helen since uh, she'll burst, you know? Like the volcano? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Careful, Mount St. Helen. Ooh. Ooh. Or or, or we call her Mouth mouth St. Helen. Ooh. Did you say Mouth St. Helen? Yeah, because of her little mouth. Why don't we call her Mouth Small Helen? I bet she could blow the side off a mountain. You know what I'm talking about? No. Have we decided on something? Is it Mouth Small Helen? Is it Mouth... What did we decide on? I like Mouth Small Helen. Okay. (laughs) All right, Mouth Small Helen. All right, it's time to vote. Um, Why don't we go to Mouth Small Helen first? Ooh, okay. How how are you voting here? Are you with Um, the tears, koosh ball, wooden mm -hmm. butt scenario, or the sneezing bullets and the fearing balloons? Well, I've thought so much about this, Scott. And to me... I think I'm going to go with the sneeze bullets. You don't say. I do say hmm. and make people afraid of balloons. Why is that? Why, why now you well, everyone you, seemed to be positively more on the other uh, end of the spectrum, but I you No, I know. And I was initially, but then I thought, well now what if I have a problem with one of my sisters again and we are not able to then I'm going to want to shoot them, and I won't be able to get a gun license because I'm not of legal age. Wait a minute. How old are you? She's 15. 15. She didn't come up on LegalPoo.com. I'm 15 years old. I guess I should have mentioned that you were a teenager when you came out here. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, look, I, I look and have a maturity about me. but Certainly. But, yeah, but then I would want to be able to, to dispatch of my enemies in a way. Right. And so how old, by the way, Hortense, how, how old are you? I'm 42. <laughs> but I was born before her. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Different parents. Oh, I, oh okay. yeah. I, now that's a wrinkle to the story that I did not know. You guys are stepsisters. Oh, different, uh, different daddies. Different daddies. Different daddies, same mommy. But, but she came first, but I came second, but I'm older. <laughs> okay. Do stepsisters ever step on daddy? What? Step on I don't daddy? Even, I don't, I don't daddy. know. I don't care. All right. Let's move on from that. Um, so, Helen, you're voting for the bullets scenario. Now, St. Helen votes for bullets. Mouth small, Helen. Oh, no. <laughs> no. All right. Hortense, how are you uh, uh, voting? I'm voting for the first option with the koosh balls. The koosh balls with the wooden butt. Uh, due to my deep admiration of Rosie O'Donnell, um, she used to shoot out koosh balls on her talk show. That's Certainly. Right. And I've decided that with my wooden ass, I would have, uh, hopefully you, just shoot me up, make a little hole the shape of a koosh ball so I could reuse them. <laughs> okay, Every so time I cry, I'd put the koosh balls up my butt like a game. <laughs> if you're hanging out with Tom, you're going to be crying a lot, baby. <laughs> All right. Very good. So that's it. Okay, uh, an interesting vote from an interesting player. Uh, Hannah, how are you voting? Uh, I'd also go with the wooden butt the and wooden the koosh balls due to a butt injury that I'd like to cover up. You you currently have a butt injury. I have a butt injury. Okay, what, what a exactly? A wooden butt would help out quite a bit. What, in what way would it help out? What is the nature of well, the injury? Well, I'm very I'm very embarrassed of my butt. Um, okay. I was bit 
by an animal. Okay. What kind of animal? A bunny. <laughs> a little bunny. You were. You, were, you mean a buddy? <laughs> you were I'm bit sorry. by a bunny in the butt. I was bit by a bunny in the butt. And what was the bunny trying to eat your tomatoes? No, I was just out there gardening and came visited. That's why I ended up putting up the fence. The, the bunny fence. Yeah, they, yeah. So I would love a wooden butt. It's How, very embarrassing. So would I think you say that's that why Henry cheated on me. Oh, really? Because he can't stand the sight of your butt. What does your butt look like? If you, are there bite marks on it? it? Yeah, it looks, like little, it looks like a chewed up carrot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, they did w- just batter. W- they gnawed on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she didn't notice for a long time. <laughs> Now, do you know if you if your butt is rabid? Because <laughs> a lot of because a lot of rabbits have a little rabies. Uh, Very good. Okay. <laughs> so and I like a butt that foams in the mouth. Oh. You got it. Yep. Tom, I'm going to go to you. How are you voting? I have a very important question. I don't care if it disqualifies me. If a bu- right. If someone is sneezing a bullet, can someone jump on it like Mario and make it fall down? Normally, I do not allow questions outside of when the question... Yes. Re- but that is precisely what happens. Okay. Anyone is allowed to jump on top of those bullets, make them fall down. Well, I don't need anything else to make my bullets less effective, so I'm going, people are afraid of condoms, baby! That's the yeah, exact they, same scenario. When people are afraid <laughs> when people are afraid of condoms, I'm going to use those condoms to be the first person to fly around the world in a hot air condom balloon. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Thank you very much Richard Branson style. All right. Tig, how are you voting here? Um, I still don't understand the game or, okay. or the question. Great. So, with that, I, um, I really, I don't remember what the options were. Um, <laughs> but I do remember talking about balloons. Mm-hmm. So. That was um, a great, uh, was that from possible? the act, can I ask? The balloon chunk? Was that, uh, was that from? That's uh, my closing bit. In the, in the special? <laughs> In the special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's minute 79. Can I tweet my answer in? Yeah, please do. Yeah, go ahead. Take out your phone. Tweet me. I don't, I don't have a phone. Okay. I have one. I just don't have it on me. But I'm just wondering mm-hmm. if I could just think about sure. it longer. And... So when do you turn this reticence, when, does you, when do you spin that into gold here? What, what is happening here? Like, at what point? <laughs> I thought the show ended. <laughs> oh, no. We're still doing it. The show's still going yeah, on? Yeah, it's still going on. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't spin things into gold. <laughs> okay, you just let it all out there and then... Yeah, it's like oh, an emergency situation. Pieces. Okay, You know, it just kind of... All right, well, I'm glad I balloons. Saved, saved you for last. The balloon situation. Balloons, okay, very yeah. good. All right. How does this win? Who wins? <laughs> well, here's what happens. <laughs> Tig, you are not a newcomer to this program, <laughs> are you? I, I don't... I don't. You're um, just thinking about the future. I'm just in the moment. In the moment. I don't remember anything. Very good. You see, women are indecisive. (laughs) And they need a man to tell them how to play a game. All right, Tom, vote for her. Would you mind? Oh, I will vote for Tig, as I think all politics should be arranged. Okay. I will vote for Tig, and I vote for Calvin Coolidge. (laughs) Okay. See, he spun it into gold. Yep. All right, so we Balloons. have... Balloons. Well, no, sorry, your vote is for Calvin Coolidge. Okay. 
So we have two for the butt, two for the bullets, and one for Calvin Coolidge. Okay, so I've added that up correctly. All right. Well, here we go. Let's tally up the points. Uh, obviously, the butt is the right answer because, uh, yeah. Nice try. So sorry. So, uh, 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 Helen, mouth, no, mouth small Helen, you are disqualified. And Tom? Bullshit. You are disqualified as well. That's fine. I was bored disqualified. <laughs> but I clawed my way back up into that pussy. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I don't care. So currently we're between uh, Hannah and uh, Hortense. Hortense. Hannah and Hortense, uh, you both voted correctly, and you uh, you are both awarded one point. And uh, Calvin Coolidge uh, is uh, technically the wrong answer, but for style points you get two points. So, Tig, you are our winner. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Congratulations. That's how we play. Would you rather? That was not right. And isn't that amazing that that a man voted for you and it it had to... You see. You see how it comes together. How do you feel that a man had to take care of business for you? Be uh, honest. And this is the man you are speaking yes. of? Yeah, that's the one. The very that's one. right, baby. Um, what adjusting you, his fat rolls. What is, your, what is your diet? What am I diet? What do you eat? Pussy. It's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean... But you can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper